0: And welcome to Box Cutters episode 209. Oh, it was in my pocket. My name is <laughs> Josh Canal. To my left, Nellie Thomas. Hello, everybody. And to my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. Oh, big show, big show. No time for, uh, for lollygagging.
1: I don't what know the what hell that is. is lollygagging? I don't know.
0: Someone accused me of lollygagging the other day.
1: Lollygagging? Yeah. yeah. Gagging on lollies. Well, no. No, no. Making sweet gags. Maybe. Maybe that's it. Sickly gags? Um,
0: mm,
1: was it an insult or a you know term of appreciation? And I don't direct? know. Then
0: what, what sort of lolly? Is it a soft, chewy lolly?
1: Mm. Is it
0: like hard rock candy?
1: Mm.
0: What is it? Mm. And what I kind, don't know. What I didn't say gag? it.
1: It makes no sense no, to me.
0: I don't understand either. Mm. But. It seems appropriate for this show. <laughs> <laughs> Strangely. It
1: seems appropriate for Josh Canada. Do you want a
2: definition
0: of lollygagging? Yeah. Sure.
2: At uh, dictionary.com.
1: Oh, he's on the intranet. Just uh, uh, look at that! Look at him go. Internet
2: or you know, interwebs, um, <laughs> but uh, it's very slow this afternoon. Uh, just waiting for it's that. It's got to—it
0: to, has to look through the whole dictionary. It's got to work out what alphabetical order is, oh, and then flick to the right page and go. Oh no, I've gone too far, and then try and
2: work out which column of the dictionary it's in. Because
0: or you, know.
1: you could just own a dictionary.
2: Uh, it's an intransitive verb uh, to mean fall around or dawdle.
1: Oh, it's dawdle, dawdle, or muck around. Right. Yeah, so they're saying, "Get on with it, Josh Canal. Right, and I'm saying with
0: it. we've got no time for that. Apparently, okay. from uh, around 1868. Okay, although they're not sure where it came from. That's a swashbuckling
1: term. All right, come on then.
0: No lollygagging. Get on with it. We've uh, we've got Nazim Hussain coming
3: in.
1: I love Nazim. He's fantastic. Yeah,
0: he's coming in to talk to us about the brown person. And the Muslim person mm. on Australian television—the one, the, the just, one, just the one—talk so, about, <laughs> talk about that guy, and uh, and how
2: he feels about getting all that work.
1: And can I say, but it's not that- just Australia. No, it's because, not.
2: Because uh, uh, who is it that's always out here waiting for, uh, for uh, Lenny Henry to die so that he can be the one black person on the BBC? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Original D. Hunter. Oh, Reg. <laughs> oh, that, Reg. Is that who you're thinking of? Um, is that really? He's a black like American who lives in the UK. He's extremely funny.
2: No, no, he's, no, he's English. Very English. Uh, speaks and specs quite a bit.
1: You sure it's not, Reg? Is this not lollygagging? It's not American. Yeah, this is, lo- sorry. I think this is lollygagging.
0: I uh, Ben McNair from Channel 7 News is mm-hmm. uh, coming in to talk to us about some things that have uh, happened in the news and how they've been covered. Of late. Some sad things. Some sad things, but also Mm. some, what the hell are they going to do with that? Yeah. Things. Just, essentially, he's taking the James Talia role, because Mm -hmm. James Talia is on a plane to an undisclosed location.
2: That's right, Talia. We'll go to another network if you're not free.
1: (laughs) Oh, he's shaking in his boots. I know.
2: (laughs) Yeah, he's shaking
0: in his business class (laughs) (laughs) boots.
1: With his little bag of peanuts.
0: We're going to do some letters to box cutters. We've got one thing. We're going to finish with some pork. As always, though, we're going to kick things off with the Boxcutter's News.
3: And now
0: for the news. I'm sure you've heard about it by now, but ABC have uh, announced plans to launch a 24-hour news mm. channel. We are going to talk to Ben McNair about it.
1: Sort of CNN style. Yeah. Mm. Or Sky
2: News style. Mm. Who seem to be the ones that are making the most fuss, fuss about, about it? it. Indeed, I oh, heard it's on the not wireless. fair that they're mm. they're using taxpayer funding to to uh, lock in their yeah. Well, you uh, know, Ma- Ma- Radio Murdoch, Australia uh, service Murdoch
0: never well? Murdoch never think that it's fair. Although that,
1: far be it for me to defend a uh, commercial news station. But where they have got a point is that it is in the ABC charter to basically not do things that commercial stations will do, which is which but, is fair enough. Mm. That's and, and, I and think they that's, are doing they it. Are no, doing
2: no, that. I don't. I do not believe that because
1: because no, the news is so shit. Because Sky, no, no, news, Sky news is good. I'm, I'm just I'm pretty to sure it's fairly
2: biased.
1: You think it's a? It's not a Fox News.
2: Mm, it's not I'm, that far. Y-
0: you
1: know what? But, I've, I've watched.
2: Know, given that it's I've a, watched a organ,
0: I've w- I've watched a lot of Sky News, and I have to say, uh, compared to uh, CNN and Fox News, which are uh, and BBC World News, uh, which are also all on Foxtel, mm. Sky News is the least biased. Of mm. the three,
1: so they're all conservative, and Sky News is just a little bit conservative. Or you think it's actually quite fair? Uh, I
0: think uh, I, I think it's it's probably a, a little bit conservative, but no more conservative than say Channel Nine News. Sure, uh, it's 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 a
1: <laughs> the, yeah. Mm. Channel Nine <laughs> News is just <laughs> cross promotion these <laughs> days, isn't it? Isn't that <laughs> so that's that not around? a really good yardstick for <laughs> news. No. no,
0: no, but no, but as far as being conservative, sure, sure. A, As far as news coverage, yeah. no, they. They have much better news coverage than uh, than a, a lot of what you see on most commercial yeah. stations. Yeah. Uh, the um the the thing is, I I don't I don't see that uh, we need another twenty four hour news network. Mm. I think if people want twenty four hour Australian news, they have. News radio, news radio, yeah, and oh and news- no, 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 and that news has radio been
2: is- gouged as far as the funding goes, and it's Deutsche Welle, freaking twenty hours a day. But why, why has that compared been, to why compared has, to that, the, been the good news why has that been gouged?
0: Why has that been gouged? And they're going to put all of this money into uh, into something that doesn't exist, rather than putting all of that money into something that does exist. But what about if I put because
1: this? If you compare uh, at, for in-depth news, something like Seven Thirty Report. With the equivalent on the other stations like Today Tonight, then that would suggest a very clear need for an ABC uh, news channel, wouldn't it? I mean, more carry mm. is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, but that's that's
1: like that's like saying,
0: well, uh, look at AM and PM mm. yeah. uh, versus everything that's on on Three AW, and we will, and <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Uh, that's yeah, exactly what the, I'm saying. Uh, but news radio doesn't have that. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. the ABC going to end up following the news radio? Mm. Line of well, we've got all this time to fill. Why don't we just have the same thing on every fifteen on repeat. minutes, which mm. is what all the other twenty-four hour news networks have mm. already.
1: Well, and if they don't give them a whole big bucket of money, which doesn't sound like it's going to happen for the ABC, that is what will have to happen. Yeah. There will have to be stuff on repeat.
2: But they they are planning to uh, reuse a lot of content that that they are already uh, creating for AM and PM and the World Today. And also for for news breakfast. So they're going ABC to film Fran too. Kelly and so,
1: put her on, or you know, while she does her Radio National segment or something.
2: No, no. It, it, so it's journalists mm-hmm. doing reports, and but they they actually present the reports separately for each of each of the the conduits. So so right. the twenty four hour news channel, the news yep. breakfast, and the radio. But it's
1: essentially so, the same story.
2: Yes. So they're yeah. going to
0: have to they're going to have to go out and shoot footage, mm. as well as. Do the do the audio recording well, So you are going to have to make two different stories
2: mm, Maybe 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 they'll just have the voiceover uh, uh, Mark Colvin uh, ABC 24 well, 7 News Is it free to air? That, that goes over, yeah, it, over it would pu- be on, footage See that's yeah.
1: good it's, If it's free to air that, yes. that is actually fulfilling And that's, that's another thing there. that I think's a yeah. bit yeah. curious
2: about that claim of yeah. the ABC Is not fulfilling have pay its pay charter TV. because yeah the the pay I mean, t v sure it's, it's a commercial <laughs> thing but but like we have <laughs> anti siphoning laws because people shouldn 't have to pay for uh popular sport it's it 's yeah. that same thing. Why yeah. should people have to pay for a twenty four hour news
0: you 've talked
1: me around brett you've talked me around i 'm I'm I'm very on the interested to wagon. see what
0: uh, what uh, Ben McNair thinks about this as a, yeah. a journalist on a commercial network mm, mm. uh see see what he can add to it now Nelly, you 've got uh an, the, equally, serious an equally serious topic. an equally serious topic Australian mm. idol.
1: Oz Idol, um, former judge Mark Holden, Marky Mark Holden. Former um, judge,
0: even even more former heartthrob.
1: Has been quoted in the Herald Sun. I say quoted, there was a picture of him. Um, <laughs> Pictured say- in the Herald Sun, saying. <laughs> Pictured in the Herald Sun, saying that basically they should rest Australian Idol. Needs a rest, needs a rest.
0: Like, like a good rack of lamb.
1: Yeah, like a good, exactly, let yep. the blood drain. Mm. Um, he's not happy with the new judge. And he's not happy with Carl Sandlands being booted. So he's basically saying, Bring back X Factor, I'm not sure how they're connected. And they should have him, Marsha, Dicko, and Kyle Sandlands as the judge. Now that's there's just no job. Nep- to- there's no is nep- <laughs> in there. No. He doesn't need to work. No, that's the best lineup. Really, it really is. Carl Sandland's, you know, uh rapists on radio, extraordinaire comments. Not that he's a rapist, didn't say that. He was talking to he's, the young lady, da da da
0: He comments on rape.
1: He comments on rape. He's, he's a great commentator. commentator. <laughs> <laughs> we got there at the bingo. Yeah. Hey. Um, so, yes, see, there's various calls for uh, Oz Idol to be rested, But, I mean, clearly it is Mark well, Holden his figures last basically season. going, Why did you get rid of me? But also uh, his
2: figures last, last season were pretty terrible, weren't they?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, the question of whether it should be rested is a separate question to whether Mark Holden should be involved. You know what I mean? Because the new judge, JD, I think his name was, he was easy on the eye. I'll give you the tip. Much easier than Mark, and that's reason enough to tune in. Um, But it did lose a certain... It's lost a certain talent pool. Like, I think a lot of the the people who were any good have already auditioned, if you know what I mean. So they need to rest it for that reason. Ross used to
0: talk about this uh, law of diminishing returns where, uh, you know, you're bound to not get... Great people anymore? You're just
2: going to get the people who were rejected.
0: You're not going to get a Casey
1: year. Donovan or a, or another um, Stan or whoever because but most of them have already auditioned.
2: Have any of us ever auditioned? Maybe, maybe now is the time. Now that uh, you know all that hot competition is gone, they've they've run their race and it's over for them. And, maybe and it's think, our
0: time. And you think the box cutters should enter with uh, like a barbershop quartet?
1: Well, we can't. We could go on Isn't X Factor s-
0: solo.
2: It's all solo, so we can go on X Factor. But don't don't they put the bands together on the show? But X Factor, I I don't
1: think you have to even be a band. We could we could do a juggling act, right? We could do mime. Although I don't do mime, I wouldn't do mime. So it's AGT. What's that?
2: It's AGT. What's AGT? With an ongoing story arc, Um, Australia's Got Talent.
1: Oh, Australia's Got Talent. I've never abbreviated it that. Talent? Talent. It's got that. that (laughs) Australia's (laughs) Got Talent.
2: Implied uh, question mark at the end.
1: But look, box cutters uh, listeners might not know that I am actually a legitimate, bona fide um, Oz Idol fan. So I'm not taking the mickey. So I was going
0: to ask. No, I love it, it do you still love it or I are did. you a little bit bored by it?
1: I did actually um, boycott or girlcott as the case may be for a couple of years while Kyle Sandelands is on because I truly I mean it's no moral stance I just simply cannot stomach him I cannot stand it so I couldn't watch for those couple of years as soon as he went I was back but every Sunday night. as soon Sunday as he night. went
2: their, their viewers dropped off.
1: Yeah but I don't know why I should be perfectly honest. Neither do I I, I really I don't. I do not understand it, the two this?
2: ratings of, of him or Jackie
1: No, Gale. but but I don't
0: get it. Is the show more about the singers or is it more about assholes and their opinions?
1: I think it's both. When they've got a couple of really talented people who wouldn't ordinarily get a look in, in any kind of music exec kind of world because they're not good looking enough or they're this or they're that, it's really interesting to see their backs. So even this year, the top 12, like there was a lesbian abattoir worker. You know, there was a dude from a, with a gang background who really loved Beyonce and only sang Beyonce songs. There, uh, and I could go on and on. There's a, um, immense diversity and it's fascinating. To then hear when the feedback is not cruel, which is Cole Sandler just being a dickhead, mm. but when it's actually incisive, like Dico and Marsha. I mean, I love Marsha. Most people hate her. Um, I think it's really interesting. I mean, sometimes Dicko goes too far. You'll all remember the Paulini thing. When he um, had a go at it, called her fat and she was, you know, size 12 or something ridiculous and 16. You like, should yeah, think about was, what it, you wear steady next time on, buddy,
0: yeah. w- Whereas if, if he had just said what we were all thinking, which is, my, what an unflattering outfit.
1: Oh, I don't like your dress. You know, like why would you say to a 16-year-old girl, that A, she wasn't fat, but why would you say that to her? I mean, it's outrageous. But anyway, that's five years ago. I think
2: um, my biggest reservation was, was pretty much confirmed during the last... Uh, season, mm. and it wasn't. It wasn't actually part of uh, the the show itself. It was a bit of a spoiler from a previous season, which was Damien Leith yeah. saying, "I had to sell my car to pay the rent. This is mm. this is where Australian Idol has left me." And he and, shouldn't and have won. It's not that's it's the other not thing. a good thing for aspiring singers because. Record companies and, and record, uh, recording deals with record companies uh, means that they do all this promotion stuff, but all of that is stacked up as a liability that you owe the record
0: well, company yeah, it's, you've got it's, to make back on your uh, the, record sales. It's, it's the first time it. we've had competitions where you can win debt.
3: Yeah,
1: I would agree that it's it's um, rigged and set up wrong, but I disagree totally that it's not good for aspiring artists because I think there are so many artists that have come through Idol and Jess Malboy lost to Damien Leith that year, and she's a good example who would never have even got a look in, in, in with a recording but also, deal.
2: Like also also going down that track, it's almost like the second place. Getter yeah. is in the better position Aunt at Nicolier, the end of the day. And yeah. Yeah, because, because there's an expectation that they're mm. going to put in so much promotion But I love whoever the, wins I just it.
1: love the democratic nature of it. Like the public gets to vote and time and time again, music executives keep going, oh, people don't want to see someone fat singing. People don't want to see the ethnic singing. People don't want to see, you know, some crazy dude. And then Susan Boyle wins, you know, and then Paul Potts wins and then Casey Donovan wins and you kind of go – how many people do you think do you do you need to hear no, I, from?
0: I clearly I clearly missed the uh, the Australian Idol where Paul Pot was a, <laughs> a contender. Oh
1: th- look, I'm not saying that the masses always get it right, but you know what? They don't always get it wrong either. Like there's such a narrow band of people who are allowed into this sacrosanct music and television industry, and at least this show and shows like it give them a go. Do you, you think also, Channel
0: any- Ten? Do you, do you think Channel Ten? Will rest idle? I mean, that it would be a huge change for their Sunday mm. night lineup with no Rove mm. and no Idle. Mm. It, do, do you think that's something that they would do? Oh, they'll okay. be
2: They've got the House coming up on Sundays.
0: Well, and they've and they've been advertising mm. Not uh, the same fattest, demographic, though, is it Fattest Loser oh, and fatty talking about your gen- Yeah, they'll generation. get Fatty Loser back on. Well, that, that, that's starting. That's starting. Well, that'll it's, plug that hole. Yeah, yeah. So, so they don't really. They don't really need because, Idol. I mean, it must so cost them a lot dance. of money as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not relative to making drama, but sure.
2: And also, how many times did Hillsong need to win? <laughs>
1: yeah. because a so few times. The Evangelicals.
2: Like, the winner of, of the last season was the, the tattoo dude, um, but he was backed by Hillsong, yeah?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, yes. I, I presume so. I don't know that for sure. But he was an avowed Christian, yeah. and I'm sure that got him some votes. Having said that, there have been people who have been up against evangelicals before when they we've haven't taken won. them down. Yeah, we've taken them down. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure it's a factor.
0: You know what? But, but I don't
1: know if it's the tipping we're
0: not, point. We're not going to solve that here and now. Oof. We're not. That is the Boxcutters News. And we're jo- oh, if, it, if you could see what goes on <laughs> when we're not on the on the with, with the bits on, going, the on the wireless on the wireless. Oh, we're doing it in Irish now. <laughs>
1: yeah, I just slipped into pirate. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah,
0: that's okay. You've been Ooh. doing a lot of pirate. I have. We're joined in the box cutters studio by Nazim Hussein. Hello. Hello. Thanks so can much for Thank th- you, th- thanks so much for coming in. Now, uh, now, uh, Nelly said, "Let's get Nazim Hussein in because mm. I've got some questions about television that only he can answer."
1: Okay. <laughs> well, and Nazim Hussain, as um, uh, many people will know, is actually one of the stars of Salem Cafe. That yep. was a, Ch- a channel cult Thirty, hit channel, 30 channel 31. Channel 31. 31 as one well season as as of
4: SBS, that's correct.
1: And Which, Fear of a Brown Planet. We never course. made that to TV. But highly successful live show. Everybody's
0: heard, everybody's heard of it. And as if well not, as they do often mistake it for the Public Enemy Fear of a Black Planet no. album. <laughs>
3: exactly. Either
1: way,
4: you're Either famous, Nazan. Either way, yes.
1: Absolutely. And pro- Islamic Council and Law <coughs> Degree and, you know. You sound
4: like my mum. What else do you This dude,
1: have? he is doing some stuff. One of the reasons I wanted to get Nazim in, aside from the fact that he's very funny, and we seem to be doing lots of gigs together <laughs> recently, right. is that um, I thought we might have a little bit of a chat about ethnicity and TV. Always fun. Fear of brown planet, talking brown faces on telly. Oh,
4: or a lack thereof.
1: Well, I'm thinking there are a few places where there are brown faces, which is sport, yep. news, mm. usually about, not yep, by. Yeah, true. Hey, hate um, Saturday. Um, hey, hate yep. Saturday. Absolutely. Play school.
4: <laughs> yep. Bo- border security.
1: Border security, reality TV in general actually does quite well with ethnic diversity.
4: Uh, Uh, You know, Survivor. Survivor, yeah, absolutely. And East West 101. Yep. National Geographic. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're not including
1: SBS. SBS. Because that's a given. Yeah. Yeah. But my question is why is. Why is the ethnic diversity of Australia truly represented in those shows, and not in dramas and comedies and and various other things on Australian TV? According to Nazim Hussain, star of Fear of a Brand Planet?
4: Well, because we're such good actors that we just do realism. We we just can't <laughs> we can't do the neighbours type acting. It's just below us. Sort of oh thing. come
1: on, there's an Asian girl. On oh, there is an Asian girl. She can't act. She won't stay.
4: She won't stay. No, my friend's friend is going to be a coffee girl in the cafe. She's Sri Lankan. Damn she's straight! You heard hell. it first on Box yeah, Wow! Absolutely, but she's so got like an eight-syllable surname, so she's legit.
3: Wow! She's, she, <laughs> she's, she's old school. Old school, school yeah. Sri Lankan.
0: One of her exactly.
4: wives? Uh, uh, no, she's not yet. Not yet. Um, she, I'm <laughs> assessing her She doesn't know yet. Not One yet. of
2: the the interesting
4: things about her parents do uh, uh,
2: <laughs> uh, about uh, brown faces on TV is that uh, probably probably the most well-known Muslim character uh, internationally is actually played by an Indian.
1: Which is whom? Which is
2: uh, on, on, on lost?
4: Lot. I think you're going to say Apu on The Simpsons. <laughs> no, he's not Muslim. <laughs> no, no. he's <laughs> like Hindu. Uh, on lot, yeah. But that but guy's he could he's a be Indian. Muslim Indian. But you know that guy talks about. But he's oh, not Muslim. He's not he's, Muslim. No, he's, no. no, no he, he's a, I think he's but
2: he's also a, playing an Iraqi.
4: Yeah, an Iraqi uh, terrorist okay. kind of do. That was a separatist militant or something. Former, uh, uh, whatever guard uh, it was. Imperial guard. Former yeah. imperial guard. Um, but, but that actor,
2: interrogator.
4: Yeah, he was doing some interview and talking about people that you know, you know, talk about race in their comedy and people that you know like to do self deprecating humor. That's just so nineteen seventies. But here he is, really just kind of pushing this. All Arabs are terrorists. He's not even an Arab himself. I, don't know, I just, I, just can't really, well, I can't stand the guy. But that's he's
0: he's only. I mean, he's he's not uh, he's not Iraqi. Uh, he's not even Arabic yeah. But because he's got uh, brown yeah. skin and, and dark facial hair uh, They get him to, to play that role Didn't
1: Kamal play Aboriginal characters repeatedly? In I the 70s and well, 80s At
4: least he made it on TV back in the 70s Oh no, you
1: can't use a real Aboriginal You
4: can't use one of No, one. no well, way Well,
1: you can
0: But only for something like Great Outdoors for Yes you know, And yes.
4: Or Australia, the movie Which was a piece of crap
1: Actually, have you seen Brand New Day? No, is it good? Racist Really? Racist. I have seen, really? seen it It's homework No, it's good
0: No, it, good. He's racist because he hasn't <laughs> seen it He's racist because he hasn't right. seen it right. Oh, I thought, oh, he I the thought the you meant the racist. film oh, no, okay. yeah, saying right.
1: oh, racist No, I'm saying Nazeem's racist Oh,
0: yeah <laughs> I've seen it I've seen that I've seen Brand New Day I've, seen, I've seen Mississippi Burning What happens seen that. What happens to Brand New Day? Oh, they sing some songs Yeah, right There's, you know, Jeffrey Rush is in it Yeah, right
1: Have you seen Avatar?
4: A pianist If you haven't seen Avatar, you're a racist Sexist, racist, everything Anti-blue people So the... Avatar's the most racist movie of this year, I've got to say. I haven't seen and Avatar. You have to, well, do you want to it And it's you. not television, it's a, Look, it's I'll not just not say television. it's a white guilt fantasy. That's all I'm going to say. Which is Australia. Which is... No, it's like, imagine if... When the we, movie. When, yeah, okay, uh, yeah, I don't want to wreck it, though. How do you explain it?
2: No, I haven't. But all the blue, blue people in it are actually representing prawns. I think that's the 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 story there. That's that's one point. Or am I mixing up District 9?
4: Imagine, say, Captain Cook came here, but before they killed all the Aboriginal people, one white dude on the ship decided to become an Aboriginal person and take on everyone. Yeah, all the white people and sort of save them on behalf. You know, that's kind of the plot.
1: Do you know, my, in all seriousness, my daughter asked me today if Captain Cook was like Captain Feather Sword? Oh! <laughs> From the Wiggles. Isn't that cute? They're both oh, captains. That's nice. Yeah, they're that's Cute. Military. But I want to ask Nazine, in all seriousness, even though we're mucking around, like, in, um, why do you think this is the case? Like, why do you think, why aren't there... Muslim or Aboriginal hmm. or, you know, insert ethnic word here, on <laughs> Neighbours or Home yeah, no Way uh, look, or it's, popular it's, shows?
4: It's, well, it's, it's not just TV. Uh, look, I think t- TV is like a reflection of ourselves. It's, it's kind of like the intended reflection of what we want to be or aspire to be. And it's those that, I guess, you know, really work with the media. And it's, it's the same as it with government. You know, why is government just... You know, white and elite? You know, why, why isn't it truly representative? Mm. Um, it's the same question. and It's just kind of about how these systems kind of work. And, you know, you can't create spaces so easily. Like, we can be altruistic and say, you know, let's get together and put our own show together on Triple R. And, you know, Triple R, people will listen to Triple R, but you're not going to get your Channel 7, 9, and 10 listeners tuning in. So, and but is there a
1: dude, like, you know, is there a dude at Channel 9 and you come along and you go, hey, there's this really cool new comic called Nazim Hussain and he could play a character on this? Does he go, no one wants to see Nazim. Hussain. "Well, on, I I mean, let me let
4: me tell you a bit like of how does it work." I'll tell you a little bit of a secret, and it might possibly get me in trouble. We worked. I have. How <laughs> we going to phrase this in a way? Oh, that come I on! He's going we to perhaps share. worked on a show with perhaps one of the largest production companies in Australia mm-hmm. um, that perhaps produce many comedy shows. Mm-hmm. And you know, when one of the producers from this production company happened to speak to one of our people, referred to myself and Armer as a black fella, because we were... All, you, know, you go, oh, those guys are always late. You know, black fellas. We went to their office. Oh, goodness. And two, we law saw, two law students. Two And we saw on their desk a couple of gollywogs. Now, to anybody that doesn't oh. know that, gollywogs are truly offensive. In the UK and America, they're banned. But this is the thing. These people actually don't understand that these things are racist or their attitudes are racist. In fact, they still have that 1980s you know, giving a black fella a helping hand type attitude, mm. which is kind of why Australian TV is the way it is, because you've got these people kind of behind the scenes pushing television the way it's going, and they actually so don't understand that. They're, they're not overtly racist. They wouldn't consider themselves, themselves racist. They'd look at a redneck and say, that's racism. I'm not racist. But you're never going to see rednecks running the Australian film and television industry. It doesn't work that way. So
1: even when you get the foot in the door... Like say, because once you're talking to one of the a big producer like that, your foot's in the door. Even then, you encounter
3: barriers.
4: Even then, it's it's like a it's a it's a patronizing you know you sort of everything you do is a bonus like you're you're, like you're they're lucky doing to be favor. like you do you know you see akmal he made it for being very self-deprecating mm-hmm. he's not muslim but he made jokes about being muslim he said muslim women mm-hmm. that wear the burqa it's like their letter boxes. He, he made all these really offensive jokes about muslims but he's not one himself mm-hmm. and that's kind of how he you know the, the greek community acropolis now you know wogs out of work they had to be Purely self-deprecating, mm. and Australians had to laugh at them before they were accepted into the mainstream. I- Salaam Cafe, that show that I was on. I mean, to an extent, like we had disagreements on the show as to our approach. A lot of us thought that we have to kind of follow that Wogs Out of Work, you know, sort of path, and
2: and the thing about about Nick Giannopoulos mm. uh, and and the Wog Boy, all of that, um, was that their their biggest audiences mm. were massive Greek families that went, went along to oh. Wog Boy, and it was all about mm. uh, Greek mummers, They always That's want to feed you kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. So but it that was it was talking that to was the, the choir. But that
0: was the Wogs Out of Work live live show when it became Acropolis. Now mm. it was about. Mm. How uh, how ditzy and dumb are Mm. wogs? Yeah, and look, and that's and
4: that's it's important to an extent to be able to sort of humanize these characters, but at the same time, when it's just patronizing, when it's just self-deprecatory, and when you're not pointing the other way, and when you're not kind of being able to laugh at white people as well, Mm. uh, it's it's just it just you know it 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 uh, perpetuates these classes. So
1: if you if you apply the blowtorch to everybody yeah I fair think, enough but if it's just oh are i funny because i'm a designer yeah a you know designer. exactly
4: i'm a muslim i'm a terrorist yeah. or i'm brown I, I wobble my head when i talk like it's uh, it's funny but you know at the same time let's let's talk about our complete experience being brown let's not just talk about that which other people find funny which about.
0: And, which is why south park works so well because nothing is sacred yeah i think uh, on, the, on that show yeah
4: <laughs> and, they, and they really do expose some some uh, some big truths and it's yeah, you know, it it offends a lot of people, but at the same time you can't deny that it's always you know, it's always talking about, you know, truths and realities that you know, that people sometimes do or don't want to talk about but
1: And do you think does I mean and this has been an argument in um, feminist discourse for a long mm. time, do you think that the door gets opened if you'll do that? So the production company's going, Hey, come in here and do that Oh, mm. aren't Muslims terrorists oh, and we're funny and da da, da. Then you can come in. But yeah. if you don't want to do that,
4: we're not interested. Oh, absolutely. I mean the I mean since we sort of started Fear of Brown Planet we've had a you know a manager attached to us and we've had we've had calls from people sort of asking us to to be involved in productions and things like that where we play the token, you know, Indian guy with an Indian accent. And that's kind of not what we like doing. Um, you know, there's probably other people out there that would do that, but you know, it's you know, when people are thinking about, you know, ideas that they have in mind for a show and they're like, oh, chuck in a funny Indian guy. Oh, I know a guy mm. that will play that. And if, if if an Indian guy actually agrees, like Tanvir Ahmed, you know, on Sunday night bingo you know Mm -hmm. he played the bingo commission, and all he had to say was no bingo it was the most he actually doesn't have that accent and he's actually a qualified like surgeon or something Mm. but he agreed to do that for whatever reason but it just makes him and Indians just look like absolute idiots and that
2: as part of that show was was completely jarringly racist it was
4: it was just you know it's like he's the he's a comic relief you know it's 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 even in Bollywood you sort of have that as well. It's you see well then,
1: So what's what's the best case scenario then? Do, the is is progress when you know you have um, a brown Muslim guy on Neighbours who just happens to live there?
4: Well, I don't think that's progress at all. Actually, I think I honestly think like space is kind of like this triple R ethos. Um, you know, I think these sorts of I honestly do think that society is kind of changing and looking for something different. Since YouTube, people are getting sick of a lot of stuff that would just get reproduced on TV all the time sure there's some great programs on TV but i think a lot of the you know the more interesting content comes from overseas mm. i grew up watching a lot of overseas comedy uk comedies mm. american comedy stand up you know you don't get that in australia i can't relate to a lot of australian comedy because it's not my experience so i think there's you know there's uh, uh, australian tv has to appreciate that if they're not going to cater for these sorts of audiences and these sorts of ideas and you know they're just going to lose out to an audience that's
3: mm.
2: i i Mm, I'm not sure that I see that happening because yeah. because you've got the people that are making the programming decisions who, who are generally mm. middle-aged white males mm. who are programming uh, to the idea mm. of what – they think that uh, their so advertisers so, yeah. will will tolerate. Which and is what so Nazim said they before, They don't the want to push that envelope it's because they don't want to get edgy.
1: Yeah, yeah it's like, not reflective. They're not trying to reflect society. No. It's no. what do people aspire to be, mm. which is a different what, thing altogether. White vanilla boy. Well, maybe that's what they think. <laughs> well, yeah... Um,
4: you know, like Russell Peters, huge comedian. He's coming to Australia. Yep. No mainstream publicity, but he's selling out at Rod Laver Arena. In in Canada, he, had a, he faced a similar experience whereby he was shut down by you know mainstream production companies, TV, etc. But he did so well on YouTube, and his stand up sold itself. He became such a hit. Hollywood asked him to you know to come there, and he was going to you know he's got lots of opportunities there. I think when when when, when comedians or when art kind of finds its own following. TV and the powers that be will follow because that's where the money is. Uh, Russell Peters when he came here last time, he didn't even you know, he didn't even need to pay anybody to publish. It. He just went on mm-hmm. YouTube and, well, and
2: His stuff that, that I've seen. He's a little bit like that that woke boy kind of thing. It's well, yeah. we've all got the uncle yeah. that that wobbles that his head that. and talks in the accent, and
3: yeah, yeah. it uh,
4: it is like that. But uh, at the same time, I think Russell talks to audience members that actually do appreciate what he's saying. So he will, he will even put on an Asian accent, but Asians in the audience will find that funny, and he has their permission. He'll put on a, an African person's accent. You know, he's yeah. he's got the permission from the audience, and it's an instant sort of reaction. It's instant validation. Whereas a lot of comedians will go on stage and put on an Indian accent and just offend. You know, and you say that all the time. Yeah. Um,
1: so well, and it's that classic thing in comedy. I mean, I, I personally think as a comedian, you can talk about any issue. Mm. It depends who's the butt of the joke. Exactly. Like if you get up and the butt of the joke is, you know, aren't Indians funny with their funny food and their funny accent? <laughs> then obviously it's offensive. But yeah. you can still talk about those issues. We should talk about yeah. those issues. I
4: think. I think absolutely. Um, it just—it's just with anything. Like a, ma- a man making a joke about a woman. Just because women can make jokes about men doesn't mean men can make jokes about women. We're not on Jeez, an even. Comedy
1: wouldn't survive, Nazim. No, it's, it's kind of, you know people are like, oh. I, I don't
4: know if you've heard of Jeff Green, but yeah. he, he has a theory <laughs> that men and women
0: are
3: different. <laughs>
0: oh, you're funny.
3: It's really
0: uh, funny. With, uh, with, with the portrayal of, of Muslims on, yeah. on television, we see
3: it's
4: great, isn't it? Isn't it fantastic? <laughs> Just love it. because they're all
0: they're either they're either terrorists. Or they keep every single <laughs> Muslim tradition possible. they always their, their women are always wearing yeah. uh, uh, burqas uh, You know, at yeah. the most they're, they're praying five, five times time, a day. We're the most devout. Everyone's but also, proud. their, this,
1: their this women is, aren't allowed to do anything. And, but,
0: yeah. but so we see. So even even the ones like in, in East, East West One Hundred and One, Don Hanny's mm-hmm. character. Uh, you know, he, he goes to to Muslim prayers every morning. Mm. Uh, he's he is he is the devout.
4: We don't see any secular Muslims. No one's scared of secular Muslims. No one's scared of the Muslim dude that is wearing a suit and tie and has a shaved face and speaks with an Aussie accent and doesn't have a wife that wears a hijab or a burqa, you know. Doesn't drive a taxi. Doesn't have a funny accent. You know, like, no one's scared, exactly. Well, actually, some people are scared of them as well, given the London bombings and
3: Mm -hmm. the fact Mm -hmm. that
4: Australia is pretty racist (laughs) towards anyone that's not white.
1: But, you know, uh, yeah, but... I just... Yeah,
4: I don't know. I don't even
1: know. I mean, that's, that's... That's about authenticity, isn't it? Yeah. I? Well, there's... Because I was thinking
0: about Skins, mm. uh, which, again, was shown here on SBS. I see, yes. I did watch uh, some of that. And, uh, and there's the, the uh, Pakistani boy who right. then went on to win... Uh, who wants to be a millionaire. Yes. Uh, so is my oh, understanding. Yeah. He was, he was in... Uh, uh, mi- 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 uh, what's the original Sons Skins. Millionaire. Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, no. <laughs> I oh, <problems> <laughs> with reality I mean, and, yeah. and television.
1: Uh I was and, excited um, then,
0: and his his story was so so interesting mm. to, to me as a as a, a first generation Australian uh, who who is also Jewish and was brought up in in a fairly orthodox you
3: traditional
4: Jewish. Jewish yeah. Are you a Jew? Now, you didn't I tell am. me, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you didn't
0: tell
1: me that Nazim
3: was
4: going to be trouble.
0: <laughs> you didn't tell me that Nazim was saying go no. the middle. Uh, <laughs> Where's the wall? And
1: the atheist in the middle—that'd be right. And seeing,
0: seeing that uh, that. That struggle that he went through mm. to maintain his traditional Islamic roots, mm. and also hang out with his secular friends, and mm. like that—that's the first time that kind of religion on television actually rang true to me at right. all. And mm. it's the first time I've ever seen it with Muslims on television. Mm. We just never no. ever see the the uh, you know the, where the we see it. Mm.
1: And this is my big my the. Be in my bonnet about um, people who are snobby about reality TV. We see it on reality TV. You see things like Survivor and Australian Idol. I mean, the first person who won Australian Idol was an ethnic evangelical version yeah, with a bung eye. Exactly. The second one was an obese That's because he's gods. got all his Christian yeah. buddies voting sure, for Sure, <laughs> but then Casey Donovan, yeah. you know, Aboriginal, obese, mm. 16, Mm-mm. gothic. I mean, these kinds of shows mm. throw up Yeah. Um, people from the real community. And, and this
4: is mainstream television. So, yeah, you know, that's, that's right. an answer right there. Like, Australian television does not represent its demographic. Mm. You know, there are people out there that actually do like the Afro-brown yeah. crack... You know, virgin Christian dude. I mean,
1: even this year it was um, that Maori guy who's from a gang background who loved Beyonce. You know, like this is not a guy who'd get a record deal or get a role on Neighbours. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I think reality TV is where you see it. Yeah. And that, I should shame (laughs) Australian (laughs) drama and comedy
0: producers. I'm shocked because because I'm not a a reality TV Mm. watcher and I don't... Uh, I don't really follow who wins. But you're you're right.
1: Survivor. The the last series of Survivor, there was an amazing interaction between an African-American woman and a guy who'd called her ghetto trash. Wow. And this uh, African-American man said, you cannot use that language Mm. without understanding the history. See, I'm not racist. I'm not racist. You're just ghetto trash. Was this Australian? No, it's American. American And... To have it, A, you've got it on the table. Mm. No one's censoring it. There's real mm. stuff going on. He really does think that. But he was also challenged. It's the first honest discussion I've seen about race mm. but this, on this TV is, but in the last an, you know, year. This is
4: America. And I think if you watch a lot of American TV, you'll see a lot of that. Australia, we haven't had – we've had confrontations with race in our public conversations, but it's never really been documented or maintained in our collective memory like the way it has been in the UK and America. We
1: had it on Big Brother. Yeah, we, yeah. there were arguments with Trevor about race on, I think, oh, season three. But, but that's the
4: thing, that was like a, well, some guy, some angry dude is yeah, having yeah. an argument. It's, not, As the, it's it, not the norm. It's kind yeah. of, you know, it's the exception. Mm. Um, it's just, it's every time race is discussed in Australia, it's always like a new discussion. We spoke about blackface, like it was mm. the most, you know, it was just, where did this come from? We've never heard it. Mm-hmm. Australia is just, it's like a time warp. We're living in a different era. Mm. In like fact, when you, we speak to Americans and they come here, Even kind of people that really don't know much about race, they kind of say, there's something about Australia. It's like we're in a different world. Like The the things you hear people saying, you'll never get away with saying back home. And
1: yet... What second to America, the most multicultural and peaceful in the sense of yeah. you know lack of civil war, etc. Country in the world. But yeah,
4: we've so- never had a civil rights movement <laughs> that was. Well, I mean, we had the Eureka Stockade. Mm. How many people? Mm. It was like over the tax that miners had to pay. Yeah, that and, was. And yeah, there was Aboriginal people just on the other side of that hill that were getting shot and murdered. You know, so mm, so yeah. much for like sure we stood well, up. That for was our- just every day. Well,
3: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
0: Well, you know mm. that's what you'll get for being on the wrong side of the hill.
3: Hey.
0: <laughs> hey. The, uh, but I mean, it's 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 in our history to ignore that sort of stuff. Mm. But uh, but you know it, anyone who lives in uh, East Coast urban Australia, mm. uh, we're not seeing that. We're not seeing our own culture reflected. Back at us Not not even Like if it is Going to be Entirely skips Mm. Mm. On a new drama From from Channel 7 Then why not At least have them Go to Their local Vietnamese Or Thai place Mm. And talk Mm. about How authentic it is And how wonderful it is And kind (laughs) of 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 Expose expose that uh, Inherent Racism that, that that I have as well. If I mm. go to a, a Chinese restaurant and I've been going for a, for a long time because I was the only round eye in the house, <laughs> uh, and then suddenly it becomes popular, and you and order Vietnamese, yeah, right. and it's and it's full of uh and, and it's full of other Caucasian Aussies. Yeah. Yeah. I start going, oh, this place is no good. Yeah, yeah, right, it's, it's not this
1: authentic. Kind of, yeah, you it's this this in kind of, you're, you're an inner city that, wanker. Yeah, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> that, that's a whole other.
0: I, to, I totally am, but we don't see that kind of. Uh, kind of everyday Mm. little bits of racism on television. This is kind of Mm.
1: stealing one of Nazim's jokes, but I'll attribute (laughs) one of my favourite jokes of Nazim's is about the fact that if you wake up in a hospital that doesn't have any Asian workers in it, then you know you're in trouble. You know, like, how could you have... What was the show? um, All Saints. All Saints. Almost entirely white cars. <laughs> so if you go into a, a, an Australian hospital, uh, it is full of Indian people. Even, even rural hospitals. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Especially rural
2: hospitals because that's how they get the extra mm. points yeah, on their immigration. Exactly.
1: Yes. And, uh,
0: all Saints as well. I, I used to joke about this quite a lot at home where we watched All Saints all the time. Mm. Uh, one Jewish character in all of All Saints, mm. a nurse. Yeah. No Jewish <laughs> doctors. My God.
1: My God. At least a plastic surgeon, yeah. Josh. I know. Don't have that
3: conflict did, of the failure. They did have
0: one, uh, one Asian surgeon as well. On, <laughs> right. uh, on also, he was a neurosurgeon. Because they're Very good at good maths.
4: Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, that's a good. I like that stereotype. Come yeah. on, let's keep that. <laughs> you can keep the positive ones. <laughs> that one.
1: Exactly. Yeah, you've got to take what you can
0: get. Exactly. Fair enough. Nazeem, is saying thanks so much for, oh, for joining for us. Having on. Me. What a I'm delighted.
4: Where, where can we see you doing oh, what? he comes to play. Oh, we're doing um. Comedy Festival shows. This is Melbourne, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we're well, doing, uh, it's, you know,
1: everywhere. Oh, okay. It's around it's, the
4: world. It's wherever. It's the internet.
0: The,
1: the, the Melbourne world. International Comedy Festival Comedy will be featuring Nazim. Hissman. Yeah. yeah.
4: Get on a plane, come to Melbourne, see Nazim. Where? Uh, Melbourne Town Hall, uh, March 24th to eighteen, And we're doing Adelaide Fringe during the... Week of Clipsal And what's your show called? It's called Fear of a Brown Planet It's actually called Fear of a Brown Planet Returns Because we're coming back to do it a- oh, well,
0: Nazeem, right. thanks so much thanks. Come, Come back, Come oh, back well, again back. And, uh, and, and we won't mention colour, race or creed okay. At all We'll just talk white yep.
3: Good evening viewers, this is Sandra Sultry I've been playing with my box on the box cutters
0: <laughs> Oh, I forgot all of these are brand new to Nelly They are,
1: uh, playing with my box on the box cutters That's dirty
2: it's the T V. That's
1: all she's talking yeah, about. Yeah, I get it. Like she's just changing the channels. She's got a dirty. hand on the knobs. Oh god, knobs and box in the same bloody thirty seconds. I, was, I thought we're, you were, we're going to say she's, she's fingering the buttons. <laughs> oh, Josh, and on. and
0: that really sets the tone yeah. for <laughs> our next guest. who, who is our James Tarley replacement uh, for for this week or the, you know this kind of quarter? He's not on I'm, I'm trying not to sound upset But quite frankly I feel a little bit betrayed by Talia And yet So completely overjoyed <laughs> To have the wonderful Ben McNair From
5: Channel Yay! 7 News in to, to, to talk about news And what's Indeed. been happening Indeed Thank you for having me It's lovely to be here oh, well, I hope I can be everything that James is obviously to you uh, Yeah well I'm hoping you can be more And, and
0: in that I'm saying present
1: so you started off lowering expectations, and now you're kind of making the expectations impossible for him to meet. Either way, you're not being particularly welcoming to our young friend over here.
5: I'm feeling under pressure. I, I can you're see it. You're very handsome.
1: Mm. <laughs> he is very handsome.
0: He's got he's got TV news handsomeness he's about got a him. TV face. He does.
1: Uh, ben. <laughs> now that we've covered <laughs> off on, I've that. got a
0: good feeling. Can I just say <laughs> that? Let's let's start easy then. Mm. Okay, if you're a little bit worried, let's start easy. <laughs> We were talking in the news about ABC and their uh, announcement that at some stage this year they are going to announce that at some stage this year they will have a date for launching a new 24-hour news channel.
3: Mm -hmm.
5: What would that do to a journalist? Would that kill journalists? Can they work 24 hours? Absolutely not. It just means you need to employ more journalists and hopefully pay pay them more. Um, 24-hour news is where it's at all around the world. And it's
1: So your your thumbs up?
5: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um and good on the ABC for being the first ones to do it. And I think eventually there'll be a <laughs> lot more. Wow. Be, well, the first ones the first ones that everyone can get, not a lot of Free people not a lot of people have got cable. Um I don't it know won't anybody. happen. It won't happen till the funding's not there. My mates at the ABC reckon the funding's not there until after mid year at least. So we we won't even get a date probably until after mid year, but When it comes online, it really should. And the good thing is the ABC has been really consultative about it. They're going to their reporters, they're going to their their graphics people, everything, and talking about what's this going to look like and how we're going to figure it out and how we're going to do it better than people are already doing in Australia. Ben
1: McNair, Channel 7, I totally expected you to go, no, it's not a good idea.
5: No way. No way. 24-hour news is awesome. There will still always be a place for 6 o'clock news because that's local community news that's, you know, well shot, and and it's not just you know what's happening now, and it's not on a, a, not on a, a, a twenty loop. minute a twenty minute loop, and you can't watch it for any longer. I mean, that's the news that you sit down and watch and have dinner, and I mean, uh, there's still always going to be a place for six o'clock news, and that's what mm. we do. Mm. Yeah. But you have so a dramatic um, arc through it, and yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not a dramatic arc, but to so the uh, weather, <laughs> and, and then the soft story. Yeah, I watch,
0: I watch, I watch the six o'clock news, and I know what I'm going to get. I'm going to get ten minutes of local news, thirty seconds of overseas news. 12 minutes of sport a little bit of weather and a panda i
5: know i'm, I'm or gonna an elephant. Or, or an elephant mm. there's a fair bit of wiggle room there but i mean yeah. that's there's a certain arc to to six o'clock news and and a lot of people i mean <laughs> one of the most, most watched yeah. shows on television i mean whereas
0: whereas if, if i watch 24 hour news i'm turning it on to kind of be a little bit surprised yeah throw throw what you got at me news
5: but when big stuff's happening 24 hour news are uh uniquely placed Mm. to to follow that sort of stuff. So I say good on the ABC for doing it and good on them for being consultative with with their staff because...
1: And is it like, do you think it'll be used in the way that um, for example, I use radio that you just sort of have it on in the background while you're doing other things around the house. You have your 24 news on and you kind of dip in and out of it all day. Mm. Do you think that's what people do with that kind of station? Or
5: I think it's the sort of thing you got to drop in and out of. Bill Hicks always did that hilarious bit about um about watching 24 hour news for days on end and the crazy things it did to his brain. Yeah. Like I don't think it's meant for that. Yeah. But um you know it's news that you flick on and you get these are the, these are the big couple the of stories. Headlines. Yeah. And then you're you're in and out. And if something big happens and you hear about it, you flick it on. Brangelina split. you almost need to do it. You need to do the, the twenty minute shift twice, so yep. that uh, you can read the
2: news crawl mm, and mm. then watch watch what, what's actually going being shot on on screen. Or
1: breakfast, yeah. lunch, and dinner. It's
2: it's like uh, the old C N N N, which mm. Uh, was the jaso which mm. you had to watch twice, otherwise mm. you'd be missing jokes on one level <laughs> or the other.
3: Mm.
5: And if you look at the way the way news is evolving around here, anyway. I mean, I'm not saying that we're going to 24-hour news. We're, we're, that, that's probably a long way away. But you watch morning news. You've got news right through sunrise. You've got 11:30. You've got 4:30. You've got six o'clock news. I mean, it's, news, it's, news. it's pretty much we're almost in an environment where, no matter what channel you're watching, you're pretty much not too far away from from getting news. And that's what people obviously want. And that's what Can I they we're trying to, to deliver. do it properly? Can the ABC afford mm. to do it? That's, you'd or have is to, it just going to be on loop, you know, to all day? Go ask us to write about that. You, the, yeah. sort of but, holds the purse strings there. Mm. Well, let's... Uh,
1: They're going to need <laughs> a lot more money, though, aren't they? Really.
5: It, it's expensive. I mean, the ABC, have, without being a tech head about it, have invested in all these crazy cameras that you don't need real people to operate. And... I don't know if that's a good idea because there's a a craft to making TV Mm. and the more people you take out of it, the less craft there is.
2: And they've also gone Mm. through the process of training up their journos so they can cut their own stuff together so they don't need editors back at the station to be able to do all that. Like Mm.
1: Qantas when you've got to do your own ticketing. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. really annoys me, but it's, that's another thing.
2: It's it's like that, <laughs> but harder.
1: Harder. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> is it? Harder than that. You don't have a little check-in number.
5: No. No, no. it's 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 even harder that's than that. That's doing
1: a lot of people out of work then.
5: Well, I, I don't know. The ABC claim that it isn't, and they're starting to pare back that a bit, particularly with big stories, because you can't replace a professional editor, because oh. a really good editor um, takes stories that are otherwise good and makes them into a, a whole other thing. I mean, but
1: the 24-hour news, would you anticipate, is it going to be sort of – 20 30 minute things on a loop or you're going to have a bit of you know Kerry O'Brien in depth here and a bit of you know late line here and or
0: or are they going to get news from uh, from
5: other countries like they mm. already do with the uh, with news radio Well that's the that's the awesome thing about it being it being new and then being consultative about it I mean they I think they're open to those kinds of ideas I mean 24-hour news overseas lends itself to that sort of loop but mm. I mean BBC do amazing 24-hour news mm. and there's there's mm. Um, in-depth stuff there, and and they have yeah, a lot of money. Well, they are a bit embarrassed at how much money they have. <laughs> well, but the thing
0: about uh, the BBC, BBC World News, is that it is a major money spinner for the BBC. Mm. 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 They get a lot of money from selling that to other markets. Uh, but also, does anybody does anybody want tax? Australian news? I mean, that's the uh, No. well, no, BBC, uh, BBC Could World is not is uh, is. Uh, Independent of BBC in as
1: far as where the money comes from, but they do, don't they? And the Brits pay a a levy per head for 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 BBC regular, yeah, yeah. Mm. But that's a whole different thing.
5: There's a market for news in Australia, and Australians want to be connected to their community, yeah. And and the 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 numbers that mainstream commercial news gets says that. I mean, we rate Mm. routinely four hundred thousand people in Melbourne a night. That's, Mm. I mean, you you can't say that there's not a market for news in in Australia because that's a lot of people.
2: No, it. uh, the the goalposts have really shifted over the last twelve months, and I'm I'm just thinking now to uh, what well, I'm thinking about about uh, the the opportunity that Channel Seven has or any of the commercial uh, stations have with the new digital uh, channels. So seven seventy mm-hmm. 7, three, seventy three. What is there a name for the new 72 7, 7, um,
3: No, no, no. no, no in, uh, in addition, yep, in addition, I, in addition to 7, 7, as the additional 7, 7, 7,
2: to right. SD channel. Um, so, if we had another catastrophic kind of fire situation like we did almost 12 months ago, there, there's the opportunity to be able to, to take that 24 hours and have people, uh, have reporters from all over the state kind of just doing so that where continuously. The and because people were already yeah. out in the country, they were doing their helicopter mm-hmm. trips and, and interviewing survivors and all that sort of stuff. But it, it really, like. The news, the main uh, news bulletins were extended, but it was still only the one hour.
5: Mm. I, I think we basically we basically had that. I mean, you say it was basically in the one hour. It was, it was we were doing one hour news about four days in. I mean, we ran, I think we ran two and a half hours on Black Saturday, and um, there were we were constantly updating stuff through the night through yep. through you know the first couple of days, and um, I don't know. We had reporters. I I didn't sleep the first two days probably. Um, and we had reporters that were out in the field for weeks at a time. I yeah. mean, while we didn't have rolling news, um, y- if you were on seven, you weren't very far away from from getting the latest information would, about the bushfires.
1: It's farms. a good idea for, a, for an emergency station, though.
5: Yeah. But it is also something
2: that the new technology is as
0: brought
1: can lend to mm. it, Yeah,
2: when you're doing a story like Black
0: Saturday, or uh, like the, there are journalists, caraman news gatherers over in Haiti at the mm-hmm. moment, uh, where you have uh, where you have a, a lot of people who are hard done by, you need to file your story, you need to get your work done, but then the camera gets turned off.
3: Mm.
0: What do you do in, in that situation? Do you or do, do journalists have a, a sense of, well, we need to, to roll up our sleeves and, and help move rubble, or is there just this sense of, well, I need to find another story because I've got another story to, or to file tomorrow, or, or do you just drink to forget?
5: Drink. Journalists yeah. are people too. And and journalists in those situations, you know, their their human instinct kicks in. I don't know if you saw last week, Mike Amor did an, had an amazing story out of Haiti. His um, the the guy, the Haitian guy that he's working with, um, was part of a, a whole group of guys that that pulled a child out from from wreckage. They oh, were there, yeah, they yeah. were there for hours and and pulled it out. And and Mike was with the child, and you know, those sorts of situations, they things just you know your your human instinct takes over, but. By the same token, you know you're there to do a job and you're not there to do a job that's not important because people need to say what's going on in Haiti. People needed to say what was happening in Black Saturday. So you're a person first, but you know, you, you know that you've got to get the story out because the story's important mm. you know? and those are the most important stories.
1: I must but- confess, I think, in a, in a way it's similar. I'm a comedian and it's a similar kind of thing where you have a dual experience of any event where on the one hand you're experiencing it and all your human, normal human instincts are part of it and on the other hand you're going write it down, Thomas, write that, it down. professional eye looking going, at it from a different perspective. You where's the joke, what's of? happening, which bit's funny, and I presume for a journalist, you know, how do I get the best shot, what's the best story, blah, blah, blah. So you've got both things. They're not either or. Mm. I think they fight sometimes.
5: And, and in those situations, pretty much every journalist will go in there and say, look, I've got to get this story out, and I've got to do the best work I can, but I've got to do no harm. And you know mm. the, when you see p- people in those sorts of situations where they're grieving, it's it's volatile, and you become as I suppose as adept as you can as, as dealing with people that are dealing with trauma. I, I suppose this uh, this this thought process
0: came about because at the at the same time that all this was going on in in Haiti, I got uh, Balibo mm-hmm. uh, on mm. DVD, and I was watching that, and I was watching the the journalists there. Uh, and I watched uh, – there's an extra disc where you can watch the original reports mm. from the, the journalists from Balboa and uh, and the passion with which they, they spoke. And uh, it, I thought it must be very hard to be amongst people who are so hard done by but also maintain your professional distance so that you can be as unbiased as possible.
3: Mm. Mm. How,
0: how do you – how do you do that? I mean, obviously, there is tragedy. You can't pretend that there's not tragedy when you're, when you're giving your report. But uh, how much emotion
5: do you put into a, a report like that? Into the report or into dealing with the person? I mean, like, well, and like into, how much does it I mean, affect you? How, well,
0: you, how much does it affect you? But also, when, when you're doing a, a piece to camera, you've gone through this uh, emotional situation, but you still have to deliver an
5: unbiased report. Mm. News has got to be conversational. And, and it's got to be, I mean, if, if, you know, you're, you're on a story that, that has that sort of gravity. I mean, it was, you know, you're doing live crosses and piece to camera and, and things during the the fires. People were very emotional. I mean, Jennifer kite cried on air last night reading a, a Haiti story, um, you can't, you can't remove that kind of emotion. All you, but, all, but what you have to do, and the, the single duty for you, is to fairly and accurately report what's going on there. And if what's going on there is really traumatic, that's going to be written on your face no matter who you are.
3: Oh,
1: I remember during Black Saturday reporting, and you just saw, especially as the days went on, reporters on all stations, you could just see it wearing them down, you know, and, and the, the control, losing the control. And you're seeing the tired eyes and the tears and the broken voice and stuff like that. Well,
0: and I remember particularly the uh, the story from Black Saturday that also made me think about this this horrible situation that, that a journalist must be in, uh, but also gave me a lot of respect for Tony Jones. And I, I, we were talking to James about this mm-hmm. when Tony Jones had to report on the death Brian of Nailor. his friend Brian Naylor. Oh yeah, uh, and, uh, and and he had that. Amazing combination of stoicism mm. and emotion at the mm. at the same time. Uh, that that's not stuff that you can
5: teach, though. That's something that must come from years and years and years of experience. Well, I mean, uh, he's a professional, and, and you you're in that situation to do your job. But I mean, um, we had people as well that had been directly that were working and had been directly affected by the fires. I mean, mm. it was pretty hard at that time if you were anyone in Melbourne not to know not to know someone who was directly affected, but we knew that we had a job to do, um, and we, we know it's an important job. You know, it's got a lot to do with the, the relief effort and the kindness that people brought in, and just the world needs to see when those things happen. Was How, it Norm um, Beeman who'd yeah, Norm's, lost his house? Oh, he didn't lose his house. His house, he was very luckily saved, but, um, but, but Norm but was... But he definitely uh, experienced it himself as... Absolutely. Yep. He, was, he was working that day, and he had to drive back to, to go and try and get his wife out. I mean, it was...
1: And what about the flip side of that where clearly, I mean, this is not news to you, that there were obviously journalists who went too far and invaded people's privacy. And I can imagine, I remember seeing one particular situation where a, a young child had died. And I remember as a mother going, if you put a microphone near me, I would kill you. I would actually kill you with my bare hands. So, like, how do you balance that? Is that just a lack of integrity? Is it a lack of experience? What do, What do you
5: think? You've, you've got to you've you've got to read that situation as best as you possibly can, based on what's in front of you, and and you know what's right and what's not. Mm. And I'm not gonna uh, you're gonna get on anyone about no. a, any particular instance because I mean that's a that's a judgment call that you've got to make in a, a particular situation. I mean, it's, mm. you can get it wrong. You can get it wrong, and, and mm. if you do, you've just got to try and. Limit the harm as much as possible. In, in a sense, it's it's
0: easy for us to talk about these these situations with Black Saturday because it was mm. so local, because it was Melbourne, uh, and we had the we had the journo's to cover it. When a tragedy happens in another part of the world, how important is it to uh, that that uh, seven nine ten that we all send uh, camera crews and reporters over there to like to Haiti to to, to, Haiti mm. to, to cover it? Uh,
5: or how much can we rely on coverage from uh, other countries? I think it's really important that we send Australian reporters to, to, to big stories like that. I mean, uh, the, the, uh, the Australian audiences—the the way that you make that event makes sense to an Australian audience—is completely different to the way it makes sense to an American audience. It's a closer country. Mm. There's, I don't know, there's something like twelve thousand American military in there physically helping with the relief effort. I mean, they're They're very connected countries. Australia's uh, yeah, what what that story means to, to people in Australia and what they need to know about it. it's a completely separate set of circumstances I, I think it, it's completely justified to send our own reporters to those sorts of things
0: is there is there a chance that with all the uh, all the budget cuts that have been happening in uh, in newsrooms across Australia that uh, a journalist would say well we have to we have to be over there we have to send someone and uh, and the news is just going to come back no we don't have
5: the money for it we're, we're, we've been committed to foreign news since day one and we we still are when big stuff happens we send people and if it costs money it costs money i mean i don't get to make those decisions but um but we're pretty committed to getting people over there so, so you don't think so you- we sent a melbourne cameraman this time we sent we sent will preston one of our best cameramen over to um over to haiti and he's been there the last week he got back today and um, how did cut? Haycock- he said it was incredibly difficult. Mm. Said it was incredibly. I was talking to him today, and he was, he just said just the the smell. Just, just watching, it's it just incredibly stayed difficult. it's it just like they, he, he it. said he just couldn't describe. Mm. He couldn't describe. You know, and I mean they spent they spent a day trying to to get into. Haiti. I mean that mm. was when they're talking about mass graves with thousands mm. of people buried yeah, in them. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: But yeah. just the or weight burnt. of the tragedy as well. I mean, so, watching it so sad. Let alone seeing yeah. it.
0: So when when a newsroom sends a, a cameraman over, yep. but just just a cameraman.
5: No, you're no, so no, working a... with Adrian Brown over there. Okay. Were, sort of so yeah.
0: So you've got you've got a reporter over there, yep. but you're sending a local cameraman over to, uh, to capture it. Mm. Okay, that's yeah. I just didn't know the logistics of it. How mm. how does it work? How do you get someone there on time and make sure?
5: It's that... It's incredibly difficult. I mean, the the thing with situations like like Haiti is that because um, the the movement of aid is so so difficult and, and so much is destroyed. I mean we're on like a four day rotation in and out of Haiti because it's just not safe to stay any longer and you just can't carry enough stuff. I mean those guys barely ate, slept or drank for enough four days. Fresh water. Yeah. I mean you're talking about a country with no running rivers. Yep. Um uh, so so those guys are, are in and out pretty quickly. But yeah.
1: So do your your the people who go, so you Jenna and your cameraman, are they in essence um Obviously, their suffering is not as great as the population, but they're not going in with sort of caviar lunches and Absolutely you know not. Evian. No, those guys,
5: they? those guys, you know, they It's not like they're they're walking with mm. that sort of stuff. They walk in with a bit of water and and muesli bars and stuff like that. That's mm. it's easy to carry. I mean, Take they're driving in. Camera. They're driving in from the Dominican Republic. because well,
1: you, did you see the cruise ship that had the? Debate about whether or not to dock in the bay, or yeah. so, and then they decided to do it. And there was some of the people on the cruise ship saying, "Well, you know, they need the money, Mr. Brett." And the others going, "I can't sit down and go, you know, mm. sailboarding while there's people dying, you know, 100 meters away."
5: Journalists don't go on cruise ships. No, 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 mm. no it doesn't happen like well,
1: that. Or not when you're on assignment.
5: No, but they, <laughs> um, yeah, it, they, they are an incredibly lightweight operation in places like that, mm. um, and, and they have to be. Just, just lastly, Ben uh, and, uh,
0: and Channel Seven and Sunrise mm-hmm. and Kevin Rudd uh, have a new thing going on where they have an Ask Kev segment. Is it um, called so, Ask Kev? I don't know. I hope I'd, so. Let me uh, let, let me see if I can get the uh, the, the article up. <laughs> okay, so it's Kevin uh,
2: Rudd in the studio. What, what's the setup on? on
0: uh, it's uh, well, uh, Adam Boland. Uh, said it's a direct. Who on point three? If if we could get Adam Boland on this show, we would love it. Channel Seven, we would absolutely just love quietly. it. Quietly, just quietly. Uh, Adam Boland uh, said uh, said uh, to uh, TV Tonight, uh, "It's a direct." See TV Tonight's getting Adam Boland. Jade, I
3: mean, really, <laughs> really.
0: Noxie's getting it. That's what I was saying. Uh, anyway, he said uh, it's a direct democracy style segment. Uh, essentially what's going to happen is people are going to have camera crews at their homes and they are going to be able to ask Kevin Rudd a question directly. Kevin Rudd's going to be in a studio somewhere answering them. Is so he's, he's doing what go- Rove did for years. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. He's going to go and visit his working families.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, is,
1: All around Australia.
0: Is, is that not
5: – that just seems like an ad – for the government, <laughs> good on him. He's getting out there with the <laughs> punters. He's getting out there with real people, and I, I don't think you can you can blame him for that. You're saying you saying know good what, on Kevin Rudd? Yeah, good on Kevin Rudd. For if, sure, if absolutely. We but, would be sitting
1: here going, he never talks to real people, and why exactly. does not he go into? People, you know what? But I, but I wanted to. I
0: wanted to face tough questions. Sure. I wanted to actually answer. That's what I want from my politicians. I want them to to answer for their actions
5: so is the is the inference there that real people can't ask tough questions no i the, think real people probably no, can't ask tough the questions.
0: inference the inference there is that uh, if if people are having uh, if people are having camera crews and, uh, and and recording crews sent out to their houses, then their questions have been vetted to the uh, extent where Kevin Rudd knows exactly what's coming his way and he's not going to have
5: to think on his feet Terribly at all. Terribly cynical point of view. But also, but people, that's people my are dazzled
1: as well. People, Let's be honest, people are dazzled by power and they're dazzled by television. If you don't work in television, you've got a camera in your face, you're much less likely to ask... Kevin Rudd, the burning question that you had, a journalist is far more likely to do that than an untrained civilian.
5: Yeah, and Kevin Rudd does talk to journalists as well. He's—it's not saying that he's going to do sunrise as a, as a. Um a replacement for for press conferences, mm. but um, yeah. But I what's
1: think, the value I think in it? As, as you
5: say it, I, I think if he gets out there talking to people, it's it's great. It's I mean, you don't expect the prime minister to get to go door to door every night and just have a cup of tea with see everyone. That,
0: that that I'd, that I'd, like, I'd like. a Kevin <laughs> Rudd, Kevin Rudd, Sam door. Newman
5: style vox pop. Yeah,
0: yeah.
5: Street talk with Kev. Yeah,
0: yeah. Street talk with Kev. Yeah. I I, it would that. be
2: different. So, Kevin Rudd wouldn't wouldn't be pulling out the nuffies down Bridge Road in Richmond. I don't because, know, he seems to like the
0: easy questions. Uh, it, because he can <laughs> uh, get the most value <laughs> out of it. The, um, I, I don't know. I, it, I am very cynical about it. I think it's... K-Road's going to be oh, well, I mean, Surely, surely okay.
2: it's got to be... Aren't you a bit cynical about that, that, that he's going on, I assume, the most popular uh, it, breakfast... TV show. If it, was, yep. if it was today,
0: if it was today instead, making himself a would you, normal would you, guy again, would you be supporting it as as much as you are? If it, if well, I like it was, like was, was on seven
5: because I think I think it's worth having the prime minister out there talking to talking to real people. I think you know, uh, we, we talk a lot of people talk about you know politicians being isolated and not being in touch with with real issues. I think it's great that he's going out there and doing it. I think it's going to make really good telly as Is well. Is it live telly? Uh, sunrise is live to air. Absolutely. So is his segment live to se- air? I think the segment is intended to be live to air. <laughs> what happens on sunrise know. segments I mean, is a little because, bit but beyond that, my expectations. That's the key for me
1: I, in terms of the cynicism. If it's live to air, I'm very much less cynical about I, it. I then he can be asked anything.
2: Having been caught out, rescheduling the time of dawn. Uh, once before. On, it was on Sunrise, wasn't it? Uh, a couple of years ago. Ah, um, uh, yes. Yeah, Anzac don't Day. Don't, don't or don't
1: probably is yep. live to air, you think. Y- yeah. well, then you I think. Yeah. you wouldn't want to know, be caught
2: out again like that.
1: Good mm. on. If it is live to air, good on. Then it can be asked, whatever.
0: Perhaps uh, Adam Boland could answer that question for <laughs> us.
1: <Jade. laughs> Let it go.
0: <sighs> ben, thank you so much for, Thanks, uh, for joining us on Box Cutters. It was uh, thrilling. an awesome. unmitigated good. pleasure. <laughs> uh, you, you, you really have been fantastic. Uh, if if people want to see your smiling or serious an, an and attractive and face, serious and, and attractive mm. face uh, on television, Channel 7 Melbourne News. Uh, do you get syndicated out to the rest of the country? 6 pm
5: weeknights depends on the yarn.
0: Okay. Big yarn goes everywhere. Excellent. Ben McNair, Channel 7 News. Thank you very much for joining us. I have a postman. I have
4: a letter for you. No, I'm just the postman. postman.
0: It's a, either we can crap on Or our guests can crap on
1: mm. I
3: don't
2: know what's done it But we're
0: running late nearly Oh
3: goodness We're running late It's very unusual
0: I
2: know
3: <laughs> Brett Cropley. Just compelling
2: uh, conversations With t- far too, too compelling uh, people uh, Hey it's Letter Segment And uh, this one comes from Ribo is is that uh, Riley? I think I think it's Riley Box Cutter Nick, nickname. Is Riley. that
1: a handle?
0: I think it's Riley Box Cutter. Everybody's something Bo. So right. I'm, I'm no, Brett no. Bo. Everyone's something Box Cutter. Joe Bo. Nelly no, I'm Josh, Josh Box Cutter. You're Nelly Box Cutter. Nell Bo. Brett's just Cropley. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: Cropley from
0: elbow
2: room over there
1: the elbow. I'm on my elbows the nowpas on our elbows on our <laughs> elbows, elbow. on her
2: elbows. <laughs> from uh, ride Joe. hey gang as no. usual I'm super <laughs> far behind in my required listening <laughs> episode 205 I believe but just thought I'd send you a quick missive to a wish you Merry Christmas happy 25th of December plus a happy new year plus a congratulations for all the stuff you have done and continue to do and b recommend a show to watch if you haven't seen reviewed it already it's called the increasingly poor decisions of todd margaret a british show from c4 over there in britland mm-hmm. saw it when we we're in the uk a few weeks ago it's one of those pilots with no series yet but absolute gold Although it's British, the main actor is David Cross of Arrested Development fame, uh, with Will Arnett also taking a fairly large role, as well as oddly ex expat Matt King playing a cab driver. Hope you enjoy.
1: Ooh, mm. Matt mm. King, I've toured with Matt King. The Increasingly mm. poor
0: decisions of Todd Margaret. Todd. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that on the uh, Amazon UK store on okay. the on the box cutter site. Mm. Mm. If you're interested, you can uh, you can you can pick that up. I'll have
2: to track that down. David Cross. Uh, I've, uh, I've got this uh, David Cross uh, doco touring across the States, mm-hmm. um, which is, like, he, he goes to pains to to make it known that it's not a comedy film, um, mm. that it's just a doco. But, yeah, lots
1: of fun. And is this one a comedy?
2: Uh, yes, this this uh, apparently
0: is, is a comedy. I, I saw some David Cross stand-up. Oh, not saw. What's the other thing? You do with your ears. Heard. Listened. Heard. Yeah. Uh, had a, a David Cross stand-up album. And, uh, I know. That's, I wasn't... Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't impressed with the stand-up. are
2: you Arrested Development or Post? Oh, I don't know. So, there wasn't a lot of the stand-up in, in the film.
1: You've got to be there live. I mean, as a live comedian. That's see, and I, some, You've I, got to be there. As,
2: as someone who has seen
0: probably eight years' worth of mm. comedy, you know, back-to-back, back, if I was to put mm. all my comedy time together, mm. that's probably eight years of my life. Mm. Uh, probably another, I don't know, 20 years of television. Mm. and uh, And the remaining three months...
3: Of You're cooking uh, of sleep. and stuff. Yeah, just cooking and <laughs> sleeping. I have
2: had a quick look at uh, a little bit of uh, Chris Rock's mm. concert footage uh, thing, which is actually cut between three different uh, gigs. One in LA, I think, uh, and one in Hackney in mm. London, and one somewhere else in Europe, uh, which seems to be about cherry-picking the best bits.
0: Have and, you ever seen Chris Delivery. Rock on Oprah?
1: No. Oh, you've never seen anything funnier. Uh,
0: My my point of that wasn't just that, you know, I've had very little sleep, Mm. but also (laughs) uh, that I I like to think that when I I listen to a a comedy record now, I can kind of just imagine being in it. It becomes like a very zen thing Mm. for me. It's like like that that thing that people talk about, you need to do 10,000 hours of... Uh, of something to become a, an expert in. in You're
1: you letting your ears do the walking. I
0: think, I think I've become an expert in sitting in a room listening to other people make jokes.
1: <laughs> well, you've certainly endured many states <laughs> of mine, so I appreciate the expertise.
0: Uh, I've got a, a letter here from Tristan. Hey, y'all. I heard the mention of the upcoming section on cliches in television, mm-hmm. new segment that, mm-hmm. we're, uh, that we're trying to do and will hopefully kick off next week. This reminded me of one of the most interesting and engaging websites that I've ever ended up wasting a week reading, tvtropes.org.
1: Ah, oh, nice.
0: He says it's exactly that. It's a list of television, movie and video game cliches, tropes and detailed examples of all of them. He warns us in advance, though. Even if you've seen it before, you will end up lost in that site for hours.
1: TV Tropes.
0: TV Tropes dot org.
1: Okay. Or I'm is it TVT
2: Ropes?
0: TVT Ropes. I think it's TV.
1: I think it's Tropes. Or it's, maybe it's... It's a popular cultural studies maybe term. Maybe
0: it's Tropes. T- trope, t- tropes.
1: <laughs> no, it's really TV I don't know tropes. how to pronounce the
0: dot... Uh, TV <laughs> TVtropes.org nearly you are going to get no Tuesday out of your day tomorrow no no, no. that's uh, that's led us to box cutters you can email us hooray at boxcutters.net or the contact us link or the SMS number the it'll all be at the end of the show that's right if you watch one. Nellie Thomas, if you were going to watch one thing this week, what would it be?
1: It would be episode 10, Friday Night Lights, season 4. Um, I will say this and this only.
2: Episode 10 of season 4, Season 4,
1: yeah. If you happen to get hold of that, you know, like you might be in the States or something and be able to watch yeah, it, we do Yeah, we do
2: have US listeners,
0: Canadian US, listeners. exactly. People um, who just, you know, cross over to, to the border.
1: People over there tell me it's good. And I will say that the Riggins brothers are in trouble.
0: The Regan's brothers, the
1: Regan's brothers, in trouble are in some serious trouble.
0: Uh, that's that doesn't seem unlikely uh, at all.
3: But How is Garrity's that a surprise? All right,
1: but that no, they're in proper trouble. They're not just in you know drinking cahooting trouble like with feds. Oh. Uh, there, could, this, there may or may not be federal Is this like in 90210
0: when Dylan had a gun?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dylan's got a gun <laughs> Exactly <laughs> Brett, what about you? What, uh, what would you
0: watch?
2: Uh, Mine is something that uh, I didn't realise was on Until I just bumped into it over the week uh, On ABC2, Monday to Friday at 7.30pm They are screening the Colbert Report uh, mm. Maybe more current than Channel Ten's David Letterman uh, mm. they're, they're very fresh Hot off the the wire. So what?
0: Oh. It's seventh? Because because you know Comedy Channel are, are doing it straight off the satellite, almost like just half an hour later. Right. Uh, which that is, they pay for things. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. They keep on Uh Which to is uh, that which is very Amazon impressive. They don't try to pretend.
1: Yeah,
3: only too. when only when ABC Nelly's defending them. Their chart, <laughs>
0: <laughs> what are you
1: defending? Uh, You're
0: defending Sky, saying oh, the ABC's breaking no, their, chart, their, their chart. No, that was their claim. Yeah, that, that, was that was their claim. claim. Yeah. yeah, but Comedy and, Channel's and not doing they've that. They've just been
2: whinging since the Comedy Channel was made about uh, the ABC. Comedy Channel's never once seven.
0: complained about the ABC making uh, making comedy shows.
1: Make which comedy shows?
0: Do the ABC make making yeah. comedy shows? <laughs> yeah, very uh, uh, business. Uh, something hot before bed. Yeah. Librarians? small room in the house. <laughs> currently, uh, big big gig librarian. Currently, Oh, um ah oh, yes uh, oh, Currently. Uh oh, yeah. there was. Mm. Yeah. So no, free. I'm thinking of yeah, uh, the Annie Jack show.
1: Oh, <laughs> nice one. Yeah, thanks. It's nice. the way
2: uh, I, I love the way that he swims through the black
0: wah, and
1: white. <laughs> F troops on after that.
0: I would watch on uh, on ABC One on Australia Day at 9:25 p.m. Uh, so that's Tuesday. If you're listening to this after Tuesday, it's probably on iView. The yeah. Matilda candidate uh, director Curtis Levy uh, tries to win a Senate seat. Based on making Waltzing Matilda The national anthem Oh so Who doc- bloody killed her It's a it's a, doc- <laughs> it's a documentary That he's made About his run for the Senate Oh that sounds So good. it's a
2: previous election uh, Yeah So it's like a couple of years ago I mean, Yeah A couple of years ago
0: mm. So it takes, really it takes a while to it together A documentary Brad
2: I did listen to a lot of ABC radio today And they, they were talking about uh, the the prospect of changing the flag And changing mm. uh, the national anthem To Waltzing Matilda uh, Which kind of really sounds like It was cross-promotional But they didn't mention that
0: I think Did you used just sing
1: Walsing Matilda at school With a Who Bloody Kilda?
3: Uh, no, no, we have seen
0: singing Waltzing Matilda Boo for St Kilda Up with the Blues And down with the Saints Oh, with
1: Walsing Matilda Who Bloody Kilda Laying in the grass With a dagger up her mm. uh, Nose yeah. <laughs> Nose, exactly uh, the, uh, uh,
0: I, I think I think it's uh, it's, it's an interesting uh, interesting concept. Could be a good documentary.
2: Check it mm. out. Somebody also today was talking about uh, they should put a new tune to Waltzing Matilda. Ah. Somebody, else, somebody, else was saying, somebody else. Somebody
0: else is saying Somebody else is saying pork was on the table.
2: Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters, pod, car. Done. Pork is on the table.
0: That oh. brings us to the end of Box Cutters is episode 209. Nankers? It is Brian oh, Nanker. Yeah.
1: Hello, Brian Nanker. Well picked. Mm. Well picked.
2: Uh, have you heard the show before,
1: Nelly? I have. She's well, been on it. it. Was Brian Nankers. I know it was she's, she's,
0: mm. she's been a co-host before.
1: I learnt to do podcasts just so I could download this bloody show. Because awesome. I am a Luddite of grand proportions. Oh, yeah. And I mm-hmm. actually learnt to cast pods. Just for box cutters. Bless you. Mm-hmm. I Bless- listen to it on my walk in the morning.
2: Because you found it so engaging, yeah, compelling.
1: Well, I love TV.
2: Can't
0: miss. And
1: you guys, you know, you're all right.
0: I wish. I wish you had said. I wish you had said yes. Yeah, so I download it and then I put it onto a tape and I put it in my Walkman <laughs> and I go for my walk in the morning.
1: It's, it's not that far off. it I only just got a um, iPod thing. Oh. yeah, and I don't know how to put it on the iPod but I get someone else to do that for me. <laughs> oh, you have to use iTunes. Someone said something about syncing, I can, and I went, oh, I, can, you, I am syncing.
0: You keep bringing your computer into the Mac store and get getting one of the geniuses there. No, goes, can you just can you just update my iPod for me? Thanks. All right. I go ya. into
1: the 3 shop on Sydney Road. You Do, <laughs> do you know phones? <laughs> you, can you do this? It looks like a phone. Just do something with it. <laughs>
0: that does bring us to the end of Box Gunners episode 209. I want to say thanks so much to our guests. Nazim Hussein and Ben McNair. Went and uh, thanks to, to Nellie and Jade for hooking those up. My pleasure. Uh, I also want to say uh, thanks to uh, James, who, you know, could not do it. Uh, and so we could get Ben on. Uh, so that opened up an opportunity for us.
2: It was good. He he didn't come in pre-antagonised towards me because I, I kept on asking <laughs> him <laughs> searching questions. <laughs> We had a really good conversation. I got
0: so much to say. (laughs) So much to say. Until next week. My name is Josh Canal.
1: I'm Nellie Thomas.
2: I, as always, am Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week when I get my tongue back in place. Same bad time, same (laughs) bad channel.
0: And hey let's be careful out there. BoxCutters thanks 3 R, whose studios we use to record this podcast pretty much each and every week. Find them on the web at rrr.org.au or 102.7 FM if you're in the Melbourne metro area. If you enjoyed this podcast please go onto the iTunes Music Store or anywhere else you find us and leave a review. It will help other people find BoxCutters and then they can enjoy it too. Email us at hooray at boxcutters.net or via SMS on 0458 That's 0458 Cutter. Brett, while I'm continually amused at your, uh, at your uh, every week, your ability to forget how to use CD players
2: and uh, and, and buttons, I <laughs> we've got two very old school ones here. Two, two of the non-Denon
3: uh, components. He seems to be handling excuse, them very excuse, well. Buttons all over
2: the de- place de- de- and they're not particularly de- labelled de- and de- there's not a lot, lot of
0: light <laughs> over there. Yeah, yeah, you have used them every week for for the last uh, or oh, two hundred nine. But did you,
1: you want to get uh, a room or?
0: Uh, no, I want to say next week, Brett. We, we are actually going to announce the the winner of the pitch competition.
1: Yes,
2: finally. Yes, yes. finally. Well, there was a there was a clear winner, um, so uh, I think that the winner could probably imagine who they are. Yeah,
1: Nellie Thomas. What? Woo! Oh, no, stop it. It's oh. not you. <laughs> it's not you. Assholes.
3: Hi, this is Pete Smith. You've been listening to or have just missed Box Gutters.